What's up, Kanyos? It's your Kanyos sister Lynn here, back with another episode where we break taboos, not hearts. You know what they say? <laughs> what? What did they say? I ain't got nothing. What did they say? I was waiting. Who said who? Nothing. I had nothing. (laughs) Bro. Anyway, how good was that last week's episode, guys? Oh, I still think about it. So good. Haunts me in my nightmare. I mean, my what? (laughs) Yeah, she's still hooked on those scary stories. It was really good. It was a really good episode. Yeah, I don't know why it took us like 15 episodes later to record mental health when that's like the, one of the biggest topics mm-hmm. in like Asian culture that's not talked about yeah. or is not real because, you know, our parents supposedly don't believe in depression. I think it's a good way, though, so that like we can like slowly get everyone into it and then we go, wah! <laughs> so we go, wah! With some scary stories, we go, wah! With some mental health. And today we're going to be talking about favoritism. So I think we touched on this a little bit last week where um, I was talking about the competitive nature of my brother and I. Wow, competitive wow. nature. <laughs> yeah, so I think we just kind of explore favoritism a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I actually, like when you say com- com- describing it as competitive culture, I actually noticed that in Filipino culture in general, it there is a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not only, you know, you're compared to your brother, but you're also compared to your cousins. Mm. You're compared to some celebrities. Mm-hmm. You're compared to... Even, like, random people around literally, you. Literally. Especially in school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But today we're going to focus on comp- um, favoritism in family mm-hmm. dynamics. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, a little bit of a background story. I think I've touched on this in the earlier episodes. I was mm-hmm. saying that so my brother um grew up in my grandma's house in my dad's side, and mm. whilst I was growing up in my grandma's house in my mother's side. Oh, you guys were separated. Yeah, we were separated till I, I'm not too sure, like until six six years old. You were oh my gosh, yeah. Wait, why? Just because so my biological dad and mom they separated when i was like one or two my both of my grandmas were still alive and they were just like we want one kid each i guess that makes sense but now i'm curious i'm curious to know jackie's side of the story yeah right both of my grandmas wanted a child in their household and they both live pretty like four hours apart from each other that's far it's not too far where you can't visit, but it's still a bit far. But, like, they wanted to take care of a child. I love how it's, like, the grandparents and not, like, the actual parents. No, yeah, yeah exactly. Literally. I got chosen by my mom's side, and then my brother got chosen by the other side of the family. It and wasn't just, like, a random, I pick you. No, so <laughs> I Pokemon, think that's... that's I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think that's where it started, like... Oh our competitive gosh. culture and the nature of our growing up. How, like, you guys were divided. Yeah, how divided we were. Because, like, we were always distant and we were always being compared to each other. Mm. Where he, yeah. they would be like, oh, my God, your brother in the, in the other family is doing this, this, this. He gets so many things with this. Like, he gets yeah. spoiled with this kind of stuff. In that kind of dynamic, you, it would only be natural for favoritism slash yeah. competitive culture to start. 
Yeah, like, exactly. So crazy. like that's where it started us being mm. apart. Cuz some competitive nature you guys are together usually families are all together and that's yeah. it starts from the household ours it started it started in the household but like separate households yeah and you can only really hear like get the information you get from you know the elders who tell you exactly the success of the other sibling exactly and they would whisper to our ears and be like oh yeah that family side only likes that kid that's this crazy. family side only likes you like you know what i mean yeah. So when it's we crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So when we started living together when I was like 5 or 6, yeah. 6 or 7, I'm not too sure what age. We basically we were just very distant. We didn't like each other very much cuz like we didn't form that bond, that relationship early on. So yeah. it was kind of hard to form that bond when we were already compared to each other when that competitive nature was already built in us and was getting drilled onto us yeah. it's hard to build a bond what's the age difference between you guys as well a year and a half oh wow. okay yeah so we're very close in age and so yeah that's just where the competitive nature of my brother and i started even like we didn't get along till after puberty so really? it yeah it, it started late so even once we moved to australia we were still com- competing against against each other and we didn't really like each other that much what about in like high school and everything not until basically we had we found the same ground that we really like mm. which yeah. are boys <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i love yeah. that but growing up we were just told we were just so different from each other and how we grew up from each other were so different yeah and our like mindset were so different yeah and mm. it they always show us how the other person's life is much better than ours or like vice versa yeah and so we should like mm. step up mm-hmm. and then as me as me like being the eldest child i need i needed to be better than anyone else yeah so like would you say your competitive culture also reflected favoritism because like right now like Obviously, the grandma that took care of you, mm-hmm. obviously, naturally would favor you. Oh, yeah. But, like, what about in your parents' perspective? Do you think there was, like, favoritism in their parenting? I think there was. That's why I also resented my mom early on. Oh. But like, did, was it her side that was taking care of yeah, you? Yeah, it was her side, but then my mom wasn't there to take care of me. She was um, working in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Because when we were younger, my brother looked so much like my mom. Yeah. He had fair skin. He was cute. Whereas me, I was a dark kid. <laughs> I was dark yeah. skinned. And then they would always say, oh, yeah, um, your mom's favorite is the fair skinned child. Yeah. And not you. Who would say that? My My aunties. No, but oh my god, that's crazy. I know. Well, there's this whole culture in the Philippines about fair skin and dark skin. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But that's like putting words in your mom's mouth, even though she didn't say it. Yeah. But like, that's just the culture of what, you know, was standard beauty back Mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. But that's really not the case. I mean, I know my mom loves us both equally. Yeah. But like, I think she kind of. Like, she's less strict to Jackie just because he's the youngest. Mm-hmm. Where she's a bit more firm with me because I'm the eldest. Yeah. 
And you're meant to like set the example. Yeah, I meant to. Yeah, exactly. There's that um tradition where you know eldest child are meant to. Yeah. Set the set examples. The yeah, it's the standards. So I think that's it. I think I took it in the wrong way. Whereas, oh yeah, you're you're so like firm with me. That means you don't. I'm not your favorite. Which is yeah. Mm. It was just drilled onto me, and then. I realized later on, like, my mom actually loves us both. <laughs> yeah. Because you probably thought, like, obvious. Oh, why well, I kept saying obviously? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the word of the day. But your mom treating your younger brother more nicely and gently mm-hmm. kind of translated to the fact that maybe your mom was harsher on you and mm-hmm. then you thought she disliked you less yeah she wasn't as nice mm-hmm. but obviously that just sounds like favoritism mm-hmm. but that's not re- what your mom like really feels yeah mm-hmm. no that's not what she really feels but then once you drill drill into kids heads mm. that oh you're not the favorite of the bunch just because of these stuff like your skin color your facial yeah. features, like their actions can translate into something else in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I think that's where it really stems from. And it took me ages to just like get, get out of that. Mm. But I feel like growing up in any family where you have siblings, it's hard not to like not compare oh, yeah. yourself mm. to the people you grow up with. Because, mm-hmm. you know, me being the third young like the third eldest and the second youngest um i obviously have older siblings to compare my life path to like Mm -hmm. if i'm doing life right or do i need to be doing better and i'm still having to set an example for someone younger than me yeah so i think it's natural to have that do you find it easier having older siblings to look up to um, I don't know. I think my family is not your stereotypical family, so it's really hard to say. I can understand how other families' dynamics can play a role in, like, the competitive culture. But in my family, as an example, like, my brother didn't go to uni. My mom was... my Like, my parents kind of gave up on him in terms of, like, disciplining him, trying to get his life on track... Because my brother was just always a rebellious guy growing up. Yeah. And so then my my two older siblings being one year and one month apart, they kind of put all that pressure that they were meant to put, or well, not meant to, but they were supposed to put on the eldest child onto my elder sister, who's the second eldest, because I wouldn't say they gave up on my brother, but they were like, okay, let's try with my sister and then my sister was a huge nerd she did biomed she did all the hard subjects in high school and my sister never really got to really do anything that she wanted to do like she's she's a nurse now stereotypically as a filipino that's what you're you're destined to be but she actually never wanted to do nursing she actually wanted to do architecture and me and my sister were nine years apart and me growing up in high school, I told my mom I didn't want to be I don't want to do nursing. Like my mom would use my older sister as an example of everything mm. that I need to achieve. She'd be like, Oh, your sister was so good in school, like she got 
uh, grade eight, like A grades, B grades, like never sees. You know, she did bio, she did chemistry, she did all like the smart things. And then she was artistically talented. She can sing, she can draw, she can like, she can do everything. My sister's freaking talented, right? Jack of and she would use her, yeah, she would use her as the pride and joy. And obviously me as a young teenager, I would see that as somewhat favoritism. But like I knew deep down that my mom loved us all equally. Mm. But of course, when you put one child on a pedestal and being like, she is the perfect child, you need to be like her. You're going to be like, fuck, I need to, I'm comparing, I'm naturally going to compare myself to the perfect child. And then that's why I think that it stemmed like my rebel. Like I didn't rebel to the extent my brother did. I kind of just rebelled in a way I was like, no, I'm my own person. I'm going to study whatever I want. Otherwise, I'm not going to go to uni. Mm. Um, You know, I moved out of home like, Everything that I do is, like, what I want. And I had a huge focus of being, like, no, just because you're saying this to me and that I should do nursing, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I also realize it's one of my toxic traits in the family when my mom tells me that I should do something and I just don't do it out of, like, spite because I don't like being told what to do. I'm like, no, I'm going to do this instead, (laughs) even though it might be, like, genuinely good advice. Yeah. But... I, I like in high school, I did notice like my mom would push nursing on me. And the only time my mom ever really had a little bit of a reality check that maybe she was being a bit too harsh with her parenting mm. was when I told her like that I never wanted to be a nurse. Like she realized that she can't spoon feed nursing or being a doctor to, to all of her kids' yeah. throats because that's all she kind of envisioned was going into the medical field. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that was the only time I ever experienced, like, competitive culture. I wasn't even really competing competing with anyone because me and my sister were so far apart in age that I was like, I will never be where she is because I will never understand how to get there until the age, like, the time comes. And I've never really tried to compete with my younger sister because... I'm trying to set an example and yeah. she's still four years younger. So I think the age difference might play a role in the competitive culture, but I definitely felt like my sister was favored in a way that she was the golden child. Mm. Yeah. But I never felt jealous or anything. I just felt like I needed to do better mm-hmm. as a child. Mm. Yeah, no, I, get what you, I get you. How about you, Case? Do you have any favoritism in your family? Yeah, because everyone in your family is so close in age. Too. I know, yeah. right? And you have so many siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, well, growing up, it has always felt like the favorite child is my youngest brother. Mm. Even if my parents are like, oh, we love all of you equally, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> We're like, no, we know that you love Kitchy the most, but like, it's fine. Is it because he's the youngest? Yeah, he's the youngest. But like, everyone But is it because of that? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. He gets spoiled a lot. Like, mm. even I spoil him. My sisters spoil him. My brother spoils him here and there. And then, like, he, my younger the, the worst part is my younger brother knows that he gets spoiled. And he's a he can be a spoiled brat. And he takes advantage <laughs> of it. He's just like, he does, he bats his eyes. He's like, can you guys buy me this? And I'm like, no. And he's like, please. Like, no. Please. Okay. <laughs> How old is he? 
He's 18. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's 18 now. Be like, aren't you an adult now? Literally, you have your own money. Yeah, that's what we tell him. I was like, you have your own money by yourself. And he's just like, but you guys are here. And we're like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's fine. Um, It's fine now because we're, we're older and we understand it. But like, I think when we were younger, we were very against it. And like, we we would hate it every time my brother would do something bad and then like I would discipline him or like I would tell him off and then I'd be the one to get in trouble or like my older brother gets in trouble whereas like he doesn't like my parents would always be like oh don't yell at your brother and we're like yeah but he's not listening that's so true Mm, that's so true Mm -hmm. it's like he's not listening and then he's just like yeah but you don't have to yell you can just like talk to him properly it's like we did he just he's still not listening He's like, no, you don't yell at him. And they, like, comfort him and stuff. And then they look at you, like, with a side eye because they know they got away with it. And you're just there, like, just standing there, like... Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, literally. And you'd be like, if I did that, I wouldn't have gotten away mm-hmm. with it. Exactly. <laughs> I would have gotten the belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do notice, like, discipline obviously gets lighter with generation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because sometimes you, like, mimic their parenting skills with your younger Yes. Exactly. So true. And then they'll see it and they'll be like, that's That's a bit harsh. So true. I think that's why my little sister low-key resents me because I had to discipline her. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, she's the youngest and she she got away with so much. Literally. Yeah. It's always the youngest, I swear. To this day. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Even now. Even now. (laughs) Honestly, even now. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like... Yeah, like, growing up, we just kind of, like, we didn't like how our parents treated our youngest siblings, especially, like, me and my older sibling, older siblings, me, my older brother, and, like, Kaiser, because, like, every time we would do something wrong, we always got disciplined harsh. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the kneeling on salt yeah. and stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. we had a taste of that. Because I don't even remember what we did. But, like, if it comes down to, like, Kaifer and Kitchy, like, if they do something bad, they just get the talk and that's it. And we're, like, sitting there, like, huh? What? Especially if our parents aren't around and then we discipline them and then they tell on us or, like, my parents come home and they're crying and then we get told off and we're just there, like, excuse me? And then, like, I think... Kaiser, um, especially with Kaiser, sometimes she feels as if um, the way, like she always, she's very vocal about it, how like Kitchy gets spoiled by so many people because he's the youngest. And even Mm. in our family, he was the youngest for a while. Like he was the baby, um, especially with my aunties, my uncles, yeah. my cousins and stuff, my grandparents. He was the baby. Mm. So, like, for a long time, everyone spoiled him. Um, if he did something, he would get away with it. They would always excuse his be- behavior and stuff. Yeah. And until my other auntie um, got pregnant and then, like, slowly they kind of just, like, sit away from that. And then... um. Like, he would just act out and then we'd just be like, hey, like, what are you doing? 
and like even now sometimes he just comes in my room stands there in my in my on my door by the door (laughs) and just stares at me and i'm just like what do you want he's just standing there she's like i'm just like what do you want and then he just leaves leaves the door open i'm yelling and then my mom gets mad at me (laughs) for yelling Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. Actually, that's the one thing about miss, I like miss about li- like living at home. Yeah. Yeah. When someone leaves a door open and you yell at them for leaving it open, Bro. that's so nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like the younger siblings knowing what they can get away with. Literally. Literally. They use that to their power. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I'm pretty sure um, our youngest brother, Kichi feels a lot of pressure because obviously he's the youngest and Mm. like um there's always obviously things that my parents would tell him like oh look at your sister or like you could look at your older brother or like you know look at all these people like look at where they are like why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that and he's just there like like even during family dinners he, he like says something I think the thing that kind of sucks for him is like when he tries to talk, sometimes a lot of people butts in and he doesn't get to say what he wants. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. his like voice is technically the, the smallest because he's the youngest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true yeah. though. When you think about it, like you may favor, like parents may favor the younger child, but the younger child has to deal with them being compared to all their older siblings who yeah. may be successful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now you have to like match the standard or follow the same path. Exactly. They walked. I was about to say, like, mm-hmm. they sh- I think they would feel the pressure of being the youngest child, being like, being the perfect one. Or like having Not to perfect, keep up like, or follow the footsteps yeah. of their older yeah. siblings. Mm. That's so but true. For me, like, I we I kind of get let off for making mistakes because mm-hmm. I'm the eldest mm-hmm. so I'm the first one who's actually going through life yeah so making mistakes I don't really get much backlash for it mm-hmm. yeah whereas my younger sibling would have the pressure of learning from my mistakes yeah, basically, yeah. and not making That's them so true. hurt himself yeah, yeah 100% oh, I get that would you say like any of your other siblings lashed out because of the favoritism or supposed favoritism to um, Ketchy? Of course. Um, I think I, at one point I did as well. Like I didn't lash out. I don't know if I lashed out. I probably did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I was very vocal about it at one point where I was just like, how come every time kichi does this like he doesn't get told off or like whenever i do something i get told off or like there's always things that kichi can get away with but like i can't or like we can't Mm. and then whereas with like um attention wise my other siblings would um be vocal about it because sometimes like they feel as if they don't get the same attention as kichi does in the family you know it's like it depends on how they view it but for me it was more like there were things that i did that i couldn't get away with yet kichi did the same thing and he could Mm. 
But do you think maybe it's like a time frame thing though? Like if you guys did at the same time, he can get away with it because he's younger than you. But like if he was at the age that you were, he wouldn't have gotten away with it. Yeah, for sure. Because like, yeah, like as the, like the second eldest for my parents, it's like a new thing. You know, like, like, let's say like I started drinking at a young age, which I didn't. Okay. Um, But like, if I did, I would have gotten told off for it. But like, if Kitchy started doing it at a young age, they would have been like fine with it. Because they don't see it as like a weird thing or like a new thing. Oh, yeah. Because they're already used to their kids like drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or like going out clubbing. Like when I was, um, this is a true story. When I was younger. No, when I turned 18, I wasn't allowed to go clubbing. But like when Kaisa turned 18, she was allowed to go clubbing. When Kaifa turned 18, she was allowed to go clubbing. When Kichi turned 18, we went clubbing for his birthday. Yeah. So like with that, I was like, what the heck? Yeah. But that's because they're scared at first. They're probably like, I don't want my kid out on the streets. Exactly. So like in that regards, like I would, I understand like why my parents we're yeah. doing certain things but like when it comes to things that are very clear has like favoritism written all over it it's like excuse me mm. do you think like um you know your parents having that favoritism to one of the ch- like one of their child's right and you had to argue with your parents or you know you had a moment with your parents but did that ever like reflect on your relationship with you know the favorite child because like obviously when my mom would use my sister an example and be like oh you know she's does this and this like I would talk back at my mom like why would you compare me to you know my sister Mm -hmm. blah 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 but did you ever like in this example like I never felt resentment for my sister for her success like you know Mm -hmm. I was never like jealous in her like did you ever feel Mm -hmm. that way with your favorite sibling yeah um not really because like like I didn't resent him for it I resented my parents more than him because like it's something that he can't control yeah like it's it's the way that my parents parented yeah yeah exactly and it wasn't like to the point where it was like super extreme like every time i would voice it out like my parents would listen yeah and stuff but like um again i also favored him like he is um like my brother and i are very close Uh, yeah and like i would tell him things and he would tell me things Mm. and stuff and then like even like growing up i took care of him as a baby like i would like feed him change him like shower him and stuff i was like his second mother yeah so like with that i wasn't duties against it yeah yeah is that the same with you though lynn because you know you were already in that competitive culture like Mm -hmm. did you ever obviously one resent your parents for favorite like favor favoring one child but did you ever feel that favoritism you know 
affect your relationship with your sibling? Like, did you actually ever be like, oh, yeah, not, definitely. not hate your brother, but like, be like, bro, like the fuck you want to go? Oh, yo, I was so distant with my brother. Like every single thing I would take it as competitively. Mm. Even, okay. One story. I think this is where like it really turned around for me. It was like my birthday. I think mm. I was around 13 or 14 all of my friends started like really liking my brother they like talked to him and i hated that Mm. and i think i had like a little breakdown on my birthday party where he was getting all the attention and not me yeah and i was i was just feeling like oh my god like why is everyone like favoritizing him than me Mm. it's my birthday i'm supposed to have to have all the attention and i had a breakdown and i think that that's where it turned around for me i'm just like that was really childish of me. Yeah. <laughs> like after I mean, after going through that, I was like, oh, that's so childish. Like, you know, why but you were probably like mean? internalizing all your feelings, and like yeah. when you actually saw it and you actually were hurt by it, you you know mm. had to feel the way you're feeling and react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not your fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then my brother was just like, oh, that's not my fault. Like, I like your friends. Why can't we all be friends? And that's where like I started thinking, like, you know what? why can't we all be friends? Like, why can't you have what I have and I can't have what you have? Like, why does it always have to be a competition all the time? Why can't it be just the both of us Mm. sharing things? Would you you say that's what turned around your relationship? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And then we slowly healed from our childhood trauma together, I think. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Because, like, we've, we were always have this mindset, like, you can't have what I have. Yeah. Yeah. When really, you, know? you guys share the same trauma. It's like, yeah, bro, you're just exactly. as fucked up as I am. <laughs> exactly. And then that's where it really turned around. It took a while. Like, it took a while till, like, we actually, like, healed and, like, that co- competitiveness has gone away. Mm-hmm. Now we, like... I can say like now in the age of 25 and he's 24 that I know he's 23 I'm sorry (laughs) he's 23 (laughs) that we actually just build each other up Mm. yeah and all the resentment is gone yeah which is really good I'm like I'm I'm still glad I went through all that phase of like being competitive just because now I know what it looks like to be i don't know having a toxic mindset as a kid i I guess but then i couldn't help it because like that was drilled onto me you know yeah yeah i think when we're younger um our the way we think is easily moldable yeah hearing what other people say Mm. because obviously we're young and like we just think oh they're older than us they know more than we do yeah blah 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 like we should listen to them yeah that's why a lot of the way people are as adults um their childhood has a lot to do with that oh it plays a huge role Mm. oh yeah 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 because kids are so easily influenced mm, exactly like anything they see they will copy they will mimic Mm. and then anything they hear they will like believe and agree to it so Mm. that's why it's so important that when we're 
with children or when we have children or like you know what we say can affect them and in the like long they run can keep it yeah it, 100%. Like, it sticks with them yeah yeah exactly because yeah. i can say a lot of my present issues with myself I can, like, mm-hmm. date back to, like, when it started or why it started. And I'm like, oh, my God, trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're healing. We're working on it. Facts. Yeah. I love that. That's the most important part. Acknowledging it and mm. doing something about it. Yeah. One question. Now that we're a bit older, do you guys still feel the competitiveness? and Or do you still have that comp- competition within your family? I'm being chilling. Yeah. Same. I really couldn't care less what my siblings are doing with their right? lives. I'm just there mm. cheering them on. Literally. Exactly. I think that comes with age as well, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that we can think for ourselves. For because sure. you're thinking for the life for yourself. You're not thinking like yeah. their life's this good. I should be just as good. It's like, no, are you happy with your life, bro? Mm. Yeah. It's already hard trying to keep up with everyone else. Yes. So, but comparing yourself to someone of the same blood, it's not going to help you. Mm-hmm. But actually, guys, like I know um, someone who's very competitive, like even with their own siblings, they compare each other and they make sure that they're above the other person. Yeah. Do like, they know that they're like that? Yeah, they do. Do they like oh, it? Wow. I don't know if they do. Like, they just continue. Like, I'm, like, super close with all of them. They're brothers. Mm. Um, the eldest is just been chilling. He sees everything, though. Like, he knows that there's something going on. But, like, with his two younger siblings, the other one is quite... He's quite successful, I would say. Like, he has two degrees, both in the medical field. He's you know working he has a house and stuff like that and their youngest sibling um he feels the need to like always step up and be above that sibling mm. is this the one that's actually like, competitive yeah oh, okay but, like, they're both competitive against each other if that makes sense even though they say like oh i support you i'm happy for you what's the age difference um yeah what's the age bracket in, with all of them. So the eldest, I think he's like 28. Mm-hmm. The middle one is like, I, I think 26, 27. Okay, so they're like pretty close. Yeah, and the youngest is 22. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I so, think that goes back to like what we we're saying about, you know, the oldest setting the example and the younger trying to right. keep up and then like trying mm-hmm. to be either matching them or even doing exceeding that. Okay. But then the oldest sibling is like, nah, you can't, you can't be better than me. So yeah, they're just both exactly. running the same race. Yeah. Except one has more time and has more experience and more mm-hmm. success. But I guess it keeps them both like accountable for, um, having goals because <laughs> that's a right that's another thing like you know if we didn't have that push where would we be now <laughs> mm, that's so true yeah but yeah and the middle child is the favorite obviously 
but yeah like even now i'm i I still get like shocked that they still feel the need to do that Mm. to continue see i'm really curious to meet i don't know people like this in our age like or like in an older age bracket who's mm. still com- competing against their se- um, siblings. I actually do oh, know yeah. someone that you guys all know Ooh. that um, there's two of them, they're brothers, and yeah. they're in the volleyball community. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're really close in age. They're, like, two years apart, and they still compete with success, with family favoritism, and with jobs especially. Really? Oh. Yeah, oh, and friends as well. They compete with friends because, you know, the volleyball community is so small that yeah. everyone just knows everyone. But um, yeah, I, I definitely can still see it. Some people just don't grow out of it. But yeah. also I think it, dep- like, it depends on, like, if you have that conversation as well and be like, dude, mm-hmm. we don't have to. We don't have mm-hmm. to fight. We don't have to. Yeah, yeah literally. Exactly. It's hard to break. I think it's a mental game. Like, when? Yeah, how do you yeah. break that? Like... Does it one day exactly. hit you that, like, you're not happy by trying much. to keep up with someone else? Or or does, like, a life event happen where it brings you guys together and you're like, oh, you know, you're kind of cool. Like, let's yeah. chill out together, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, does this, um, the older sibling, does he have children? No. I think maybe one day when he has wife and kids or a husband and kids – He'll um kind of settle because yeah. How are we gonna maintain all of that? Right. Whilst maintaining a family, yeah. Literally, because mm-hmm. now you have to think about someone else's happiness and younger people's lives. Mm-hmm. Life's wow. so interesting. I know. I'm really. This oh, is really eye opening. <laughs> I know. I want to find a guest speaker who can talk about this and their like about their family situation and they're still going through it. Like yeah. the favoritism, I really want to find someone. If like if you have that in your family in your in your twenties, let us know. Literally, I'm curious. That'd be so cool. Yeah, mm. I'm so curious. Because mm. I know how the dynamic is being in a younger age mm. with your siblings, but like, how is the dynamic different from being? in the younger age bracket to being in adulthood yeah yeah like i'm really curious well i think some people don't grow out of it like we've mentioned Mm. i think all three of us have grown out of it Mm. and i also think that's a generation thing like i think our generation is going to do so good with parenting because yeah we're a lot more woke about you know, family trauma, racism, sexuality. Um, we're more street smart. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think that will play a role in how we parent, parent. and gentle parent. Yeah. I think our trauma comes from obviously our parents and our childhood, but they didn't know any better. And we yeah. are already understanding based on this discussion that we understand that they didn't know any better and they tried their best and we forgive and we move on and we do better mm-hmm. when we become parents one day. And I think what I'm curious to actually know is if one day we have our own family, will our children feel that same competitive nature or culture? Or like, do we somehow 
try to ensure that that environment yeah. doesn't happen in the family. Yeah. I wonder how like we'll take it as parents. <laughs> yeah. Like obviously I would try not to like I would try and steer away from it, but I feel like favoritism just comes naturally though. Yeah. Yeah. In anything. <laughs> Because, you know... That's so true. Like, it's hard. I know it's a thing in schools, like, teachers. You know, teachers would never say they have a favourite student, but they do. They do. They do. They do. For sure. Exactly. It's hard to say. Can I just say, competitiveness, like, also starts in school in the Philippines. In every class, so every class, right, in grade school, Mm. you always have this ranking in the class mm-hmm. you have the ranking of the first honor second honor and third honor mm. basically the first honor is the smartest in the class and then you have your runner-ups and i think that's also like i don't know starts off the competitive nature of things which can lead into your family yeah dynamic i also think com- competitive culture is you know, also a good thing. Like I mm. said before, it, you know, stems um, futuristic goals or aspirations. It provides us, you know, something to look forward to or something to aspire to. So, mm. you know, obviously there are situations where competitive culture can be bad and it can ruin your relationships or it could yep. affect your mental health and lack of self-esteem. But also, mm. again, in the real world, in anything we do, like with money, job, you know, our education, we're all competing against each other, whether yeah, you like it or yeah. not. Um, but I think there is a healthy amount of competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Or just perspective. Like, how are you going to use this competitive nature into your, not liking, into your um, advantage? I think you know? the key thing is don't let your competitive culture become your bad trait. Mm. Like, keep it fun, you know? Because I yeah. am so competitive yeah. with board games. <laughs> you oh, are. We all know that, Bro. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, we but we're not friends. That. Our friendship is outside of the door when we're playing board games. <laughs> I remember when we were playing at um, Terrence's and Ashley's house. What game what were was we playing? that? Which one? Um... I think the I think it was Family Feud or something. Oh yeah. And then we got to a point where we didn't even know the rules, and Sella, Sella said something, and we we're like, na 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 na. And then I got the rule book out. Yeah. Bro, yeah, Sella is the type of friend who will have the rule book next to her at all times. She's like, she's oh. thing. She's highlighted it. She's taken notes. I'll put it in the bibliography. Yes. That's so freaking oh true. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. I'm just saying, facts only. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. So exactly. How do you make com- the competitive nature into your advantage, you know? Mm-hmm. So, perspectives. There's a life rule that I think our generation kind of looks up to and it's Mm. the like it's it ties with competitive culture but you know you're meant to apparently in in your professional life or your your like when you want to grow more as a person and 
in different areas. You should surround yourself with people who are above you mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, follow in their footsteps. You shouldn't stay where you're comfortable because you're only yeah. going to just settle and mm-hmm. that will be yeah. your normal. You should always have, you should always be surrounded by people who are more successful so you can keep aspiring. And I think that is also tied with being competitive but you also I think you're being competitive with yourself in that sense mm. and recognizing that other people's success is good because you can learn from it that's why being the favorite t- child can sometimes be good <laughs> word I also believe in that like surrounding yourself with those kind of people who can mm-hmm. like make you, you grow more and push you yeah because I believe that if you're staying in a friend group and like not a friend group like staying around people who's just comfortable mm-hmm. at where they are i mm-hmm. believe the opportunity to be better is not there i believe yeah. it's because you're comfortable yeah. yeah because why would just why would they be in that stage yeah where i don't know they're, it's like no they're mundane yeah mm-hmm. you need to push yourself outside of the box Mm-hmm. You need to, to find be more opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like for me, like this is why I moved to Brisbane because I feel like Darwin didn't have much opportunity. I was so comfortable in Darwin, but then I feel like the opportunity wasn't there. Mm. Yeah, because okay. it's very stagnant. Yeah. Whereas, if I moved to Brisbane, you would have more, more challenges. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I definitely feel my life is more fulfilling when I have challenges and I have goals. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instead of just being, like, comfortable. Mm. Just there. Like, not to, like, compare, but Callum and I are very different. Like, I'm mm-hmm. very... I like to keep myself busy. I like to have things on my plate. I like to have tasks for the day. I like to complete them. Mm. Like, I'm very mm-hmm. on my toes. Whereas Callum is... He's very slow living. He likes to go home, go for a run, spend the rest of his night having dinner, watching the footy, chilling out, scrolling on reels. But like he's happy and he's content and I love that for him. But like mm. the I can definitely see the lifestyle difference. Oh yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I, I like I get it. Like some people are happy being chilling. But yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's de- I think it depends on the person because I feel like I always need challenges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I feel like I'm not doing anything. And that's a me thing. Doing anything. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's the good. same with me. Like, I'd get bored if I'm just doing nothing. Yeah. But I think it's good because, you know, seeing someone who's so, who's happy with their slow living, I'm like, it reminds me to slow down. <laughs> Mm. and like my you know nature to keep doing things pushes him to like get outside of his box Mm -hmm. but yeah I know that a lot of people who are workaholics don't have that same ability to be like I need to slow down or like someone to guide them that you know maybe they have too much on their plate yeah opposites attract Mm. I think I can relate like I share the same trait as you whereas I need to keep busy and keep doing things I think that stems from being not the favorite oh really yeah how so like I feel like I'm never comfortable like I'm comfortable but I'm never 
content sorry that's a mm. better word like i'm never content at where i am now i feel like i always need to be better yeah yeah and that's where the competitiveness like comes in and being not the favorite of the family because like i feel like if you're the favorite of the family sometimes you get so comfortable oh yeah yeah you're just chilling yeah but the thing is there's also like when you are chilling or what well not chilling but when you're the youngest and you always get what you want you Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. are more likely to ask for things than trying to go and achieve mm-hmm. those things yourself. Yes, mm. exactly. Exactly. And, like, in that regards, even when we were in the Philippines, it was very prominent with Kichi because Tas like, buying stuff and going up to the cashier and talking a foreign language or, like, just even speaking English to them and trying to get something. He was scared to do because mm, he felt because he was so sheltered there was people yeah there's people around him to do it for him why can't they just do it for him yeah like why you do know, it he, like exactly like even mm. when i was telling like pushing him to do it he's just like but you're here like can't you do it for me like why can't you just do it why can't you just get it for me and like why do i need to talk and i'm just like i'm gonna be here next to you like you can do it yourself I feel like that's so disadvantageous, though, on Ketchy's end. Because, like, one day he's going to not have people to do things for him. And he's going to have to put himself outside of his comfort Mm. zone. And I think that can reflect to your future social skills or your personal skills or your ability Mm. to, in your professional life, to do things. Yeah. Because you don't do them for yourself or try to find the next step to either do things or find something to do i guess that makes sense but i guess again back to balance and dynamics how funny yeah but now like i think after that incident um after like he he's now woke i guess oh he woke it's like oh literally now he's like okay i need to get out of my comfort zone and actually you know do things by myself even if my sisters are there so now he's more like oh okay i'll do it i'll get it myself like all right i'll buy it for you like you know he's more like there there what Mm. he's willing to take that step without needing to be pushed that makes sense yeah like he's now taking that step now on his own Hmm. yeah and he's more um aware yeah, exactly. Which is baby steps. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's good. It's learning. Yeah, Adulting. Exactly. Love that. Exactly. Favoritism starts off with the parents. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like, how it affects the kid can determine um, who they are as a person, especially growing up and their adulthood and stuff. So, like, I think it's very important as future parents if we ever become one to really think about the things that we do and the things that we choose to do to our children because it could affect them in the long run especially when we favoritize one sibling with another and we start comparing them Mm -hmm. not just siblings but also like just people in general because like as someone who also went through that i don't want to go I don't want my kids to go through that. That feels like I feel so shitty. It but does. personal development, guys. <laughs> exactly. Personal Character development. development. Literally. 
Yeah. Um, well, my takeaway on this episode, again, personally speaking, is that let's just be careful with comments. Mm. Especially to kids, because kids are very vulnerable. Influenced. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Vulnerable and like easily influenced. Mm-hmm. And that can just mold them and that can stick with them through their older years. Uh. And that can affect them internally as well. But another takeaway, yeah. competitive culture can be a, a good thing. thing as well. Good and fun thing, yes. Yes, yes. and can help with future successes. So mm-hmm. let's all balance. Yeah. yeah, balance, baby. Yeah, that's our take on favoritism in our family. Mm-hmm. And Next time, yeah. we'll talk about favoritism in... We can talk about like workplace. Yeah, oh, not workplace. really workplace. Sports. We can talk about volleyball. Oh. Favoritism in volleyball. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk about favoritism in other aspects outside of family. I think that will be yes. really interesting to cover. But I think we <gasps> might we might struggle with the content. So you know, if you have yeah. any ideas how favoritism Our plays, friendship. Oh, friend. Oh, favoritism and friendship. Yeah. Anyway, tune in for more favoritism <laughs> episodes. <Yes. laughs> With love, your, your Kanye sister. Thank you for listening to our episode. Before we head off, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, the traditional custodians of the lands, the waterways, and the sky all across Australia. We thank you for sharing and caring for the land we are able to learn and pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging, and we share our friendship and our kindness. Please note that the topics discussed in this podcast is a general discussion among friends and should not be construed as personal. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a negative outlook on topics raised, but to be openly conversed in a safe space, free of judgment and criticism. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the traditional culture of the Philippines, nor do we speak for all Filipinos. We hope to take this podcast as a familiar space for our listeners. And if you would like to reach out, you can find us on our Instagram and TikTok at KanyeConvos or via our email, KanyeConvos at Outlook.com. And again, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next Monday. With love, your Kanye sisters.